In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Opinion claims to be based on nation historical past, but does not account for the reality of today. It ignores the present and it endangers our future. While nothing changes today, and we want to be clear on that, nothing changes today. We have been preparing for this decision and will continue to do everything possible to work with our federal, state, and local partners to protect our city. We will collaborate with other mayors, municipality leaders, and governors, and will leave no unturned stone. Well, you said that wrong. As we seek to undo and mitigate the damage that we are witnessing today. Those efforts would include a comprehensive review with the Corporation Council, our Chief Counsel, and other legal experts to assist us in this matter. As we start to define sensitive locations when carrying a gun is banned and reviewing our application process to ensure that only those who are fully qualified can obtain a carry license. This is something that the police commissioner who's joining me today will ensure that our licensing division is aware of. Got that guy? We work together to limit the risk this decision will create once it is implemented. And we cannot allow New York to become the wild, wild west. That is unacceptable. This decision is created. 
We will not allow our city to live in fear <laughs> that everyone around us is armed. Oh, wow. And that any altercation could evolve into a shootout. We will not allow the men and women of the police department to be subject, subjected to further danger, making their already difficult jobs even more horroring. And let me be, say this again. We will do everything in our power, using every legal resource available to ensure the gains we've seen during this administration are not undone. And that New Yorkers are not put in greater, greater danger of gun violence. There is no place in the nation that this decision affects as much as New York City. There is no place in the nation that is going to be impacted based on this decision more than New York City. There is no place in the nation that this decision affects as much as New Yorkers. And we are prepared to set an example that will lead the country of how do we fight back on this decision. Today's Supreme Court decision may have opened an additional river that is going to feed the sea of gun violence in our city and in our nation. Now is the time for every elected official who cares about the safety of all Americans to come together and respond thoroughly and comprehensively to this appalling decision. Our work begins now to start saving New Yorkers and Americans. Wow! Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Do you know what I have to say about that, folks? I actually, I do have something to say about it, believe it or not. And, uh, and that is this. Let's just go ahead and, and, and roll it, shall we? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Pretty much, that's the way I feel about it. Who in the H-E double hockey sticks does Mayor Eric Adams think that he actually is to defy a Supreme Court rule? What, are you mad that the good guys are going to have the guns now? The guy sounds like a fifth grader trying to read an essay that a 12th grader wrote. Uh, we are going to be uh, safer now that uh, you got that guy, huh? You need a little help today, Junior. Nothing that he said makes sense. Nothing that he said makes sense. Oh, Americans are going to walk around in fear that everybody's got a gun. What is he talking about? You do not have the power to overrule the Supreme Court. You might do everything that... Folks, are you understanding what's happening here? You have literal communist Marxist Democrats telling you, we're not going to... Uh, we don't care about what the Supreme Court said. We're going to do everything in our power to not listen to the Supreme Court. Is that not insurrection? I mean, I don't know. I mean, since insurrection seems to come in a cereal box these days, that's got to be something. I award you no points, and may God have mercy... On your soul. This guy is an absolute moron. You are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to the Real America's Voice News crew. 
the entire Live from America audience and the RAV audience around the world. God bless you. Thank you very much. I am your ever, your ever so humbled, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you live from the live, free, or die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it's a blessing to do this job for you every night. I could not believe. I could not believe my eyeballs and my eardrums when I heard Mayor Eric Adams sounding like a fifth grader. I don't think he's smarter than a fifth grader. Uh, telling you that I'm not gonna, we're not going to listen to the Supreme Court. What are you, stupid? And if you've lived under a rock today or you've been working all day and just not uh, lo- logged on to any news or, or, or to social media, the Supreme Court handed down another big win for us today. That is two in just two days. First, uh, vouchers for religious schools, and they could no longer try to get rid of Christian schools and uh, people's access to them. And then today, of course, uh, the, uh, the big ruling coming down from Justice Clarence Thomas, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, the, the Constitution is my concealed carry permit. Of course, that's sending the Democrats into a frenzy. Why? Because only good guys will have the guns. Oh, no. And what stops a bad guy with a gun? I'm sure you guys can all answer me. That's right, a good guy with a gun. Please, folks, follow me on Rumble. Give me those Rumble rants. Let's get them up, folks. Let's continue to stay on that leaderboard. Follow me on Getter as well and True Social at Real Jeremy Harrell, I've got a couple. Um, I got a couple emails to read to you today, and this comes from Sarah from the great state of Illinois. I gave her a call back today. I wasn't able to get a hold of her, but I would like to read the message. It says, "Hi, Jeremy. I started watching you back in your Facebook days, and now I've been watching you ever since. Your show gives me so much encouragement. I am a single mother to an eight-year-old named Xander, and he loves your music and your show." My dad passed away uh, a day after my birthday on January 28th. He had colon and liver cancer for three and a half years. I live paycheck to paycheck. No vacation for me, but I try my best to be a best to be the best mother I can. Can't wait for the red wave. Thank you for all you do, and Elisha as well, our producer here on Life from America. You have such a great family. I love the Jesus Calling devotional you gave me. I need a kid's Bible for my eight-year-old. I will request it. God bless you. Love everything you do. Also, love my shirt and my Biden hat that I got today. If uh, Those Biden hats are flying off the shelf, folks. Um, if you voted for Biden, you owe me gas money is what it says. So go to JeremyHerald.com and check those out. Here's another one from Keith Carney, a brand-new listener and a brand-new viewer to Live from America. says, God bless you. Uh, the first night we caught your show was the night you previewed Armor of God. Awesome, awesome song. We'll be watching you, brother. Can we find the lyrics to your song online? Would love to send them to my son. Well, let me tell you this. The lyrics are not posted anywhere online, but you can go to uh, YouTube, uh, and you can put on the caption, and it'll tell you all the lyrics there. And, uh, but if you send a request uh, to our email, if you contact us on JeremyHarrell.com, we'll try to get that right out to you in a response within the next couple days, okay? So thank you very much. Thank you for uh, the kind words. And I'm glad to have you here as a Live from America family member. Folks, uh, I'd also like to uh, tell you that if you are new here, what we do every day here on Live from America, whether it's our morning show or our evening show that's on RAV, we go to the Lord. We go to the Lord before we start the show. Why? Because we don't do anything without consulting the Lord first. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we fall off that tiny, tiny, very narrow path. But our Live from America family uh, members reach down and pull us back up. It's truly amazing. June 23rd, year of our Lord, 2022. I challenge you to place your hope fully in me, 
No matter what is happening in your life right now, your story has an amazingly happy ending. Remember that I am with you continually and I myself am your hope. Now from Psalm 33, 20 through 22, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice for we trust in his name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. And from 1 Timothy 1.1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. And before you turn out the light, take time to affirm your hope and trust in me. I can tell you this, folks, if you hope and trust in any man or any woman on this planet, you will always, no matter how much you love them or how, no matter how much they love you, you will always be let down. But you will never be let down by your God in heaven. Please, let's go to the Lord in prayer now. Remove your hats if you're wearing one this evening, and let's show respect. Look at that. I don't have anybody doing my hair and makeup here, so. All right, here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, to our non-Christian and to our Jewish friends and even our agnostics who just might not have made it uh, where where God wants them to go, uh, we have a lot of people who watch the show that are not Christians and they truly, truly actually love the part where we do our morning, our morning and our before show devotional in the evening, and uh, and that's 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 what we're all about, folks. That's exactly what we're all about. Listen, we're going to take a first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News again. I am Jeremy Harrell. This is live from America, and we will be right back, right after this. Stay tuned. All right, folks. Good to see you all. Thank you all for joining in. Hey, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, we have almost 1,500 rumbles from this morning's show. I don't think, I'm pretty sure you have to have a profile on Rumble in order to engage in the rumbles. Now, I do want to tell you guys, if you go in and you vote every day for videos, you can win money. I think you can win up to like 50 bucks from Rumble and stuff like that. And it's just a way to keep people engaged and everybody working together. It's truly something pretty cool. So t- just make sure you check it out. And uh, if, you, if, you need to, um, if you need to sign up for a profile, you know what? You might as well do it. You might as well do it because we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay on Rumble for quite some time. Uh, everybody over on Getter, thank you very much for joining in. We've got, uh, looks like we've got about, I don't know, maybe five, 600 people watching over on Getter. So that's pretty cool. Big shout out to Trump45 for me. Big try, uh, shout out to Miguel Ortiz. Also watching over on Getter. Thank you very much. Snapdragons is in the building. How you doing, Snapdragons? It's good to see you. That is our youth, ladies and gentlemen. That is our LFA family youth. Hi, Jeremy, your brother in Christ, David here. Are you using your neck wrap? It's a beautiful day. The neck wrap is actually here in the studio and has been here ever since. Thank you very much. Jeremy, not in stock for all the freedom tees. We will make sure we get that fixed. We do have everything in stock. So if you order one and for some reason a color is not available, just put it in the note section what 
uh, what it actually was, but I'll make sure that we get on that, and that'll be fixed by this morning, okay? Still freezing, having a hard time watching this dang thing. I don't understand why we... Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm not saying that you're not freezing, but we're, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a, a, a great feed here. And if anybody else is seeing a, a great feed, pr- please let me know on Rumble. So that way we can make sure that we pinpoint the problem and it's not somebody else's device, okay? I'm still trying to figure out how to edit my profile on Rumble. Well, you know what, folks? Uh, I, I do appreciate all your, your, you guys doing everything you do for, you know, for setting up profiles and everything on places. It's been a long ride, hasn't it? Uh, but anyway, let's, um, let's get back to the show. And uh, we got a nice, we got a great guest coming up tonight, and I think you're really going to enjoy that too. So here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, Real America's Voice News, Jeremy Harrell, the Live from America family. Jesus is with us. And what else do we need besides that? So please, if you're ready to rumble, if you're ready to start the show, lift up your cups. I got coffee in mine. Not sure what you got in yours, uh, but let's have our first slurp of the evening. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Joey Applesauce and the Department of Justice, Justice, they also got triggered by the ruling handed down by the uh, Supreme Court this morning that... Uh, that pertained to uh, concealed carry and everybody basically in the world having a right to carry their firearm concealed and their papers being the Constitution. How about that? Thank you to Clarence Thomas and the other justices in a 6-3 decision handled that or handed that down this morning. And, and you already seen uh, Mayor, er- Mayor Eric Adams, uh, t- you know, have a temper tantrum. Uh, like a fifth grader, and his intelligence matches that, so that's okay. You know what I mean? Eric Adams is not an intelligent guy. We get that. You know what I mean? He he may be he may be a, a a good man. I don't know. I don't know him personally, but he's not a very intelligent person. He's definitely unqualified for the job that he has right now, and he's not a very good uh, mayor for the state of, uh, for the city of New York. It just it is what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. We've already saw that, but we didn't uh, expect to see Biden and the Department of Justice also openly defy. The Supreme Court ruling that came down today, but they are. They are defying it, folks, believe it or not. But what do you expect from an illegitimate, illegal occupier of our White House anyway? Triggered, triggered, triggered. Joe Biden and Merrick Gardenholm Garland, they released statements on the Supreme Court overturning New York's century-old law on concealed weapons. Prior to the Supreme Court's Thursday ruling, the state could decide who it wanted to have Uh, this right and who didn't. Justice Clarence Thomas wrote New York's law on concealed carry permits, quote, violates the 14th Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their right to keep and bear arms in public. You know, where you would probably need them the most. The Justice Department and all of their illegitimacy and all of their ignorance released a statement I'd like to read that for you right now. The Department of Justice released the following statement from spokeswoman Dina Iverson following the SCOTUS ruling in New York State's Rifle and Pistol Association. Um, We respectfully disagree. That was about the nicest thing they said right there. That was about the, the nicest thing that they said, by the way. We respectfully disagree with the court's conclusion that the Second Amendment forbids New York's reasonable requirement that individuals seeking a a carry and concealed handgun must show that they need to do it for self-defense. 
the department. Now, what? How would you know, by the way, if you would ever need it for self-defense? Of course, it's always there for self-defense. It's not like somebody. It's not like the bad guys call you up and they say, "Hey, hey, John. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, this. Uh, we're criminals, and uh, and we're going to rob you, and we're probably going to burn your house down and rape your wife. Um, we're gonna do it on this day. So please make sure that you have some kind of protection." Just in case we, you know, we do come. But this is the day we're planning on doing it. That is what Democrats think. Democrats think that, that, that there's a time and a place where you're going to need it. Not knowing that in a Biden uh, administration world, you need it every second. People are going to start shooting each other over gas any minute. Anyway, let's read on. The Department of Justice remains committed to saving innocent lives by enforcing and defending federal firearm laws, partnering with state, local, and tribal authorities, and using all legally available tools to tackle the epidemic. Whoa, calm down, get a mask of gun violence plaguing our communities. Now, do you want to know when they pass all these red, red flag laws, which will be challenged and goes right back up for justice? from uh, Clarence Thomas or anybody else. But when they do pass these gun, these red flag laws, which they will because 14 coward senators in the Republican Party are joining with them, um, what it's going to look like is you're going to have the head of the CDC come out and say, uh, yeah, there is a pandemic of gun violence. And we have determined that these group of, this group of people, this group, this demographic of people, they are part of the pandemic. And we think that there's a mental health aspect behind this that's spreading across the country. It's actually airborne. It's infectious. It is an infectious disease of ignorance and, uh, and, and uh, uh, white supremacy that people are coughing through the air and only other racists catch it. So we, this is a pandemic and we need, to, uh, we need to take all their guns. That's the kind of crazy world that you're actually going to live in. Now, the Democrats would say that's tinfoil hat. Yeah, right. We've proved about 20 tinfoil hat uh, conspiracy theories to be true in the last two years, so don't give me that crap anymore. Joey Applesauce actually got to mumble together a full sentence and said, Oh, I'm de- uh, deeply disappointed. Jabrock Jabrama gave a job to me, and, 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 and I put toast in, a, in the oven for, 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 for running shoes. Anyway, I'm deeply disappointed, he said, by the Supreme Court ruling, shaking his finger and screaming at a wall, and urged states to enact and enforce common sense laws. He literally said, forget what the Supreme Court said. Do you, he says to the states. He says, I urge states to continue to enact and enforce common sense laws, says the guy without common sense, to make their citizens and communities safer from gun violence. Because you know those pesky guns, they jump out of your uh, safe every night. They load themselves up. They get on the, uh, the cell phone, they call their other gun friends, and they say, hey, 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 yeah, AR-15. Yeah, what's going on, uh, 9 millimeter? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to pick up shotgun on the way, and, and, and we might even pick up Uzi as well. And we're going to meet Remington down by the, uh, uh, by the school, and we're all going to get together, and we're just going to do a mass shooting. You, you in? Yeah, we're in. All right, lock and load. Let's go. From gun violence. And then, of course, they always do this. They quote Justice Scalia. They say, Justice Scalia recognized that the Second Amendment is not absolute. 
For centuries, states have regulated who may purchase or possess weapons, the types of weapons they may use, and the place they may carry those weapons. And the courts have upheld those regulations. Well, guess what, Joey Applesauce? The courts were wrong. Because any, any law enacted against the American citizen that goes against the Constitution of the United States of America gives us the opportunity to rise up against you and remove you because that's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to remove all our freedoms and say that you give us our rights, not God. It's the other way around, pal. God gives us our rights, not government. And watch out for that carload of guns that drive by. They're heading down to do a school shooting. Now, we have had... So yeah, uh, as, 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 you know, to be expected, the Democrats are actually saying, ignore the Supreme Court ruling... And go ahead and do all your stuff anyway. That's just the way it's going to be. Anyway, folks, we did get two big wins. Obviously, this was a big win for us today. And yesterday was a big win for religious uh, schooling. But we also got a, uh, we got a loss in the, in, the, in the columns as well. Because the Supreme Court uh, also issued a ruling that really guts your Miranda rights and threatens the Fifth Amendment. Supreme Court issued a ruling in Vega versus Taco a case involving the administration of Miranda rights with the court ruling that a suspect's words or statements can be used in court regardless of their Miranda rights. Terrence Tico worked as a patient transporter in a hospital in Los Angeles. After a patient accused him of sexual assault, hospital staff reported the allegation to the L.A. Sheriff's Department. Deputy Carlos Vega went to the hospital to ask Tico questions and take Tico's statements. Although the parties described vastly different accounts of the nature of the interaction between between Tico and Vega, it is undisputed that Vega did not advise Tico of his Miranda rights before questioning him or taking his statements. And as you can guess, long story short, it was litigated all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court basically says, no, no, you do not have to be read your Miranda rights. You do not have to be read your Miranda rights. The Supreme Court says no. The ruling brings into question the future of Miranda rights. Essentially, Thursday's ruling implies that any conversation, coerced or voluntary, taken in the absence of Miranda, can be used against you in a court of law. So you know what that means, folks. That means when you get into an, uh, a situation where there are police involved and statements are being given, shut your mouth. Don't say a word because it threatens the fifth amendment which states that no person shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself it also permits a person to refuse to testify against himself in a criminal trial ladies and gentlemen remember if you get into a situation where you think you possibly might need a lawyer or there's any kind of criminal activity whatsoever whether it's on your part or a person's part that you are with or you're involved in it in any way do yourself a favor and shut your mouth god gave you two ears to listen twice as much as you talk so definitely in that situation shut your mouth wait until you get your attorney okay anyway ladies and gentlemen that is going to do it for that segment here on live from america the first and foremost segment is over when we come back we will have candidate candidate for sheriff in kenosha ladies and gentlemen albert gonzalez we'll be right back right after this All right, while we're on this commercial break, I would like to see, are you with us, um, Albert? I'm here. 
Can you uh, turn on your camera for me? See if it'll come on. <laughs> and just to let you know, you are live for the uh, for the social media audience. Uh, so we're, you are live. So anything you say can and will be used against you in a court yeah, of law yeah, as yeah. well. Just like, just like you said. Yeah, exactly. So I still don't see you on here. Um, yeah, hang on one sec. I'm trying to. I'm on my phone, so I'm not sure if it'll. Yeah, you should just be able to touch the screen, and there should be a menu that pops up. Yep, and it's asking me, but for whatever reason, my settings won't do it. iPhone. All right, let me try something here. And for the social media audience that's here, just let me let uh, let me tell you that um, uh, he is running for uh, Kenosha Sheriff. And uh, especially with all the the law and order that is being ignored by the Democrats right now and by so many people in the country under a Biden ruling, it's very important that the right people run for sheriff because sheriffs have so, so, so much power uh, in our in our communities, in our counties. And and I don't think that a lot of people understand uh, where where the power of the sheriff actually extends to Uh, Brian. I mean, uh, Albert, do you want to uh, do you want to uh, try to go out and come back in or? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on, why it won't allow me to hold my settings here. It's telling me that it's on private, and it won't let Zoom in on there. So Must be a setting for your iPhone, yeah. I'm guessing. Well, you know what? Very worst, we can have you in by, uh, we can have you in by uh, phone call. Yeah, we may have to do it that way. I apologize. Okay. Um, because I... I know you got a hard time to start here, so. Yep, we got to actually start in about 20 seconds, so. If you want to do phone, that's okay. I'll just put your website up, and uh, and we'll do it like that. Yeah, why don't I just do that? Okay. All right. And make sure you're, you're loud, crisp, and clear. Yep, yep. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, live from America, here on Real America's Voice News. Jeremy Harrell from the great state of New Hampshire tonight. I have a guest by phone. We tried to get him in by video, but you know, all this world of technical difficulties, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But we do have a candidate for Kenosha County Sheriff, uh, Albert Gonzalez, with us by phone tonight. Albert, how are you, my friend? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing really well. So please, uh, I have your website pulled up here. Uh, please just let all the right. audience know uh, who you are, uh, what, you do, what you do in your community right now, and, and what led you to, to, uh, to, to be in this position uh, to want to run for sheriff here again in, uh, in, in Kenosha. Well, my full name is Albert Brian Gonzalez. That's the way it's going to appear on a ballot. Uh, first and foremost, I am a Christian conservative, and I'm running for sheriff here in Kenosha County. And the main reason why I'm running for sheriff of Kenosha County because I really want to be a servant leader to the men and women of the Kenosha Sheriff's Department. I've been a cop for 25 years on the city of Kenosha Police Department, and throughout all of that time, I have looked at my job as being more than a job. To me, it's actually a ministry. And because of this ministry the Lord has laid on my heart, uh, he's further extending my career and really laid it on my heart to run for sheriff. So when the Lord says something, you obey and you just do. 
Well, that's right. That's the way that's the way uh, I, we do things here on Live from America as well. When the Lord says we just do. So having said that, you, you obviously heard the last segment and you heard the rulings coming down from the Supreme Court. Now, as somebody as somebody who's a Christian conservative, as somebody who puts God first uh, and, and then country after that. And then, of course, family and everything else and running for sheriff. What do you think about uh, people like as high as the presidency saying ignore the Supreme Court? What kind of uh, in impact does that have on our states and on our communities yeah it's quite something is it you know it says in jeremiah right man's heart is wicked above all things so that doesn't shock anybody look we got rid of god a long time ago we got rid of god in this country way back in the 60s and now continued on to when i went to school so of course the rule of law is going to go by the wayside because you know as well as i do our founding fathers founded us in such a way to be freedom of religion, to do whatever, but it was founded on Christian principles. So why not? I mean, you, you have a godless president with, with, with a godless administration, and you have these things, and now he's going to come out and, and go against the law itself. I mean, that's that's insanity. And so what are we going to be expecting in the future? A whole heck of a lot more of that kind of thing. And I think, quite honestly, it's going to cut culminate into an attack on Christians themselves. Oh yeah, well they're already they're already raiding uh, churches uh, all through Georgia, um, and, and and it's almost like red flag laws. It's almost like people will protest and say, "Hey, there's something wrong with this church. They're doing something wrong." And I know some churches are doing some things wrong to their to their members, uh, but they're doing almost like they're they're sicking uh, left wing liberals uh, out there to protest and say that there's something wrong with these churches, and they're and they're raiding churches at an, at a at a phenomenal rate right now, and some. Uh, the stories don't seem to match up, but uh, but but I digress. Let's move on from that and let's come back to Kenosha County. What are the problems in Kenosha County that people watching right now who are from that area? What are the problems that they're facing there uh, that that are really a priority for you uh, if you were to be uh, if you were to to get, to get into this uh, to get into this position to be a sheriff? Well, there's a couple of different situations. I mean, Kenosha made it on the map because of all the riots and the fact that they burned down our our inner part of the city of Kenosha. Uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, there's, there's a drug issue here in Kenosha County that, that I want to tackle. And it's a drug issue that's all over America. Let's face it. I mean, America's having a, a drug problem in and of itself, but specifically in Kenosha County, any amount of overdoses are too many overdoses, but the amounts that we've had here, I think well over 40 overdoses that we've had in the County. And, and that's just too many in a County like this. So one of the, issues that I want to tackle is that particular thing. Um, when I see a friend of mine who is a chief of police in Ohio, uh, one of the things that he did was tackle his drug overdose problem by just simply having the cops be available, having the deputies be available that if a, somebody in need of a, uh, just doesn't know where else to turn, doesn't have any place else to go, they can just see a cop or a deputy on the street, walk up to that deputy and say, hey, you know what, I need help. And that deputy will take them, they will take them back to a church or some designated area that we determine. And then you have volunteers that come in and get the ball rolling just in helping out that situation. My buddy who had done this program, uh, he went ahead and said his, his, he dropped his overdoses by like 25, 30%. His arrests went up because he was actually helping people. So that's one of the issues that I see that's going on. And, and believe it or not, I had this problem. I, I borrowed it from him. I even have people lined up to want to help me to do it. Throughout my campaign, I've been just pushing that and talking to people. I got a pastor 
and a friend who are willing to jump on board with this. So that's one of the issues that I want to tackle that I think is one of the most concerning here in Kenosha County. What about election fraud? Let's let's move to that because we saw we we've seen we saw the uh, the Racine County Sheriff Department do that massive investigation into election fraud in that state, right? And yeah, so yeah, as absolutely, a yeah. as a sheriff, as a sheriff, how closely will you be paying attention uh, to the election fraud going on there uh, and, and and your dep- and your deputies as well? Well, I'm going to tell you what, knowing how. And, and I spoke to the deputy over in Racine County that did this. I had a conversation with him. I heard oh, his whole presentation. Uh, I'll tell you what, it is quite amazing to watch and know that you have someone dead the rights as a cop and know that you can go after them and then you have a DA that won't do anything about it. Therein lies the problem. I, I say this all the time. I will pay attention to election fraud because let's face it, 2024 is coming up. 2022 is coming up. I won't have any power over that, but 2024 is coming up and and they pulled it once in this country. I imagine they'll pull it again. If I get complaints sent to my office while I'm being sheriff, I will put one of my best detectives on it and I'll say, hey, let's see what this is all about. It will bring it to the charges to the DA's office and it will it'll be up to them to do that and to go after that. And therein lies the situation is a sheriff can bring all the arrests that he wants, but if a DA comes along and doesn't prosecute well there's not a lot we can do about that so people also got to pay attention to the da's that are being elected as well so absolutely you have to pay attention to it it's been brought to our attention um albert do you think uh do you think that um that those that that sheriff in racine county those deputies there regardless of if the da was going to uh can you know to, to bring charges up on them or not do you think they should have arrested those uh d- the wec members regardless even though they knew they'd be let go do you think they should have arrested them to make a point to make a to, at the very least court of a public opinion well so cops are put in a situation where you can make an arrest with somebody within your jurisdiction right i mean you 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 investigate all these things you have jurisdiction to do that but the problem is if they live outside your jurisdiction now you got to go up you got to gain control and you have to get the cooperation of the jurisdiction that those people live in, you're not just going to go charging into their jurisdiction and arrest somebody. Um, I don't know who lived in Racine County versus who lived in other counties or whatever. I would imagine if they would have had someone in particular in Racine County, and I'm speaking of not knowing if they did or not, Mm -hmm. I would imagine then they could make an arrest. But again, you can make an arrest. He could be cut loose an hour later. Uh, will it form public opinion or not? No. The fact is that deputy, uh, who is now a, a, a senior officer in Racine, um, did all the work he needed to do, had enough to bring charges forward, had enough to make an arrest. And I would imagine, and again, I don't know this for sure, I would imagine if they, if they did have that person who the charges were brought against, I would imagine they'd been able to make an arrest. But when they're outside in another county, you're dealing with a whole other ballgame. Yeah, I hear you. Well, one thing that we do on this show, every single person who comes on here, our number one vetting question, and I probably should have asked you in the beginning because that's true. that's usually what I do, my question to vet everybody who's running for office, especially if they're coming through this show, do you believe or do you not believe that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president? Do you believe he's an illegitimate president or do you believe that he was truly elected by the will of the people in the United States of America? Yeah, you look at the results and you look at all the cheating that went on and you look at the fact that this guy who hid in his basement, who ran half a campaign, 
you're going to tell me this guy won legitimately? No, I don't think so. Are we ever going to be able to prove it? Are we ever going to be able to see anything? Dollar to a donut, the way they keep things from us, maybe 50 years in hour. Fifty years from now, maybe we'll find out, but we'll never find out. Yeah, but don't you, don't you believe? Don't you don't you feel that the information put out by True the Vote, the information put out by Mike Lindell, the affidavits, the uh, don't you don't you consider that proof enough? Uh, or, or how about this? The fact that they can't provide the receipts, the fact that they won, can't they prove that they won, and they can't do that? You don't you don't believe that that might be proof enough that they stole the election? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, there, Mike has done his homework. I, 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 I have studied that. I watched the 2,000 Mules. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about the fact that they have proof enough that this was not legit. Does it say, did it pass through, did he make the vote according to how they passed it? Sure he did. Right, I mean, on paper, right. They right, did right. what they did. But, right. but, yeah, to me, it's it's hands down obvious. I mean, it, it's so obvious that, but you know what? There's a lot of things that are obvious, but we don't know. The Lord's in charge. Things may have to go that way. We don't know. Well, you know what? I say that all the time to look at the to look at it on the good side. If they hadn't gone that way, all the Democrats or and even the people, not even the Democrats, the Marxists, the, the the lawbreakers, whoever, all they would have done was kick the can down the road for four more years anyway, and they picked up right where they left off. This at least got people mobilized. This at least at least got people up off the couch and actually doing something. Um, so I've got your I've got your website as Gonzalez for Sheriff. Dot net. Uh, is that the best way for people to reach out, donate, help, get involved? Absolutely. That is that is the best way to get involved and, and just spread the word. If you know people in Kenosha, spread the word for me. Get involved. Throw some donations my way. You know, it's the craziest thing in the world to run for office and beg for money. But hey, it's a necessary thing with everything that costs. It is. I'm running for office right now, and it's, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Well, sir, it was a it was an honor to have you on. It takes it takes courage to sign on the dotted line to run, especially for something like sheriff. Uh, we'll be keeping in touch with you. We'll have you back on, and we'll uh, we'll we'll have some more conversation. Okay, sir. Hey, I very much appreciate it. Thank you very much for getting hold of me. Hey, God bless you, and be safe out there. Okay. Thank you. All you right. Too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go right there. Um, Albert Gonzalez, and, and of course, like I said, it takes, it takes courage to sign your, your, your life on the line for anything, whether it be to, to be a cop, whether it be to be on the border like Ben Berkwam, you know what I mean, putting his uh, family's life on the line every single day, whether it means uh, signing up for the military, it takes courage to put your life on the line. So I would like to, uh, I, I think he passed the test too. That's a big te- t- a test to pass. Uh, so shout out Albert Gonzalez. We'll be right back with more live from America right after this. Please get yourself some coffee. Wake up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And I'm sorry and I apologize we couldn't get him on video, folks. Again, I'd rather hear the message uh, than, than, than to just say, okay, we couldn't get you. Sorry about that. Uh, but no, it was, it was good to have him on. And uh, I, I wish him luck. We'll have him back on. And see, this is a perfect example right here of uh, our Life from America family members working together to get somebody on the show. That was just sent to me. That was sent to me in a text message. Uh, somebody took a text message, or I mean a picture, uh, of his business card. And because they went to, a, uh, they went to a, uh, an event where he was there and, and, and met him and passed it along and said, here you go, let's, uh, let's have him on. Sounds like a great guy. But see, and I know that I don't get everybody's 
uh, everybody that sends something and saying, you should have this guy on, you should have this guy on. Sometimes we do reach out to people and they don't reach back to us. We try to get as many people on as you guys uh, put forth to us because I know that's important to you. It's not about just having the MTGs and the Mike Lindells on. It's about having people on that are important to you where you live. Okay? Podcast was fine. At least we know about him. Amen. Amen. Thank you for having him on, says Corn Pop. Hey, we love you, uh, Corn Pop. Captain Corn Pop, thank you very much. Uh, but yes, I agree. It's, 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 we need to have people on that are important to you in your communities. Because you make this show. I don't. I just run my mouth. I just run my mouth. Jeremy, you should have Jerome Davidson of Arizona on. Send him our way. How does Ben Berkwam get salary? He's paid by Real America's Voice News. He's actually an independent contractor, but he pays them. Or, I mean, he, they pay him for his time. Jeremy, did you see where EXDC cop on 1-6 was the police chief in Uvalde, Texas, was the one who told them to stand down? Yes, I did, but I also... I also have something else to tell you guys, and I'm going to say it when I actually come back because I want, to, uh, I want to say it for everybody to hear because it's, you know, it's something that I might have opened my mouth too, too quick on. And that's exactly why I don't like to do that, but uh, sometimes it happens. But let's come back from this commercial break, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Live from America. It was great to have uh, Albert Gonzalez on. Like I said, it takes a lot of courage and uh, a lot of spine to sign your name on that dotted line, to put your life on the line for America, no matter if it's a sheriff, no matter if it's a soldier, no matter what it is, if you're fighting for the good old red, white, and blue, then we, uh, we, we, we salute you. And especially uh, those out there who understand what really happened on November 3rd, twenty. 20. Now, before I get into this next show, I have to tell you about a conversation that I had with our very own Ben Berkwam today. I will be having the mayor of Uvalde, Texas on the show. I also know that we have a friend by the name of Thomas who lives in Uvalde who's been trying to get a hold of me to talk to me about Uvalde as well. I've been very, very, very busy and I've apologized for anything that I've not been able to get back to anybody on. But I, uh, I did a story yesterday where I told you about uh, the Uvalde mayor saying that we should uh, demolish that school, get rid of that building. And my first instinct was, wait a minute, you're damaging and demolishing uh, property uh, that's taxpayer funded, that is a good school resource that can still be fixed, that can still be used. You're demolishing evidence, you're, you're, you're tampering with evidence, you're trying to cover things up because that's how it seemed to me and many, many other people that were talking about it. But I have to tell you that I had a conversation with Ben Berkwam today. And uh, Ben is going to actually get the Uvalde mayor to come on the show and talk to me. And when I asked Ben about this, he said, no, brother, no. If you seen what I saw, if you were in that school, if you felt what I felt, there is no possible way anybody could go back to school there. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, the evil is in the air. The school is completely demolished already. He said, for anybody to step foot back in that building, he goes, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, even my worst nightmare. I would not wish that on anybody. And I said, okay. So when Ben Berkwam tells me that it's probably a good move to get rid of this school, I'm going to be inclined to, at least until I talk to the Uvalde mayor, uh, to... Uh, to go with Ben Berkwam on that because his, his word is, is, is gold to me. And I just got to say, I might have spe- said something a little too soon because that's how I felt when I first saw the story and when I started researching into it. And I'm saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, it doesn't make sense. But Ben said it's that bad. 
Now, not having been to Uvalde, it's very hard for me to make an assessment like that and, and, and argue with somebody who's been there. So for anybody out there who I might have, uh, who might have said, wait a minute, not, not so fast, I want to apologize to, and we'll move forward with that as, as we get more evidence. So, and I can't wait to have the Uvalde mayor on to talk to, uh, to them about that. So anyway, moving on. A new, um, last week, I told you about, I actually ran through about 30 or 35 uh, names and dates and what happened uh, to the food manufacturing plants that have been destroyed, demolished, burned down, or whatever since Joey Applesauce took uh, control of this country illegally and illegitimately, which is putting more strain on our economy, which is putting more strain on our supply chain, which is putting more strain on the American, uh, Americans' ability to put food on the table, and empty shelves everywhere, gas at the highest prices. Long story short, we went through about 30 or 35 of them. Now, there was 97 that day. Folks, that has now risen to 99. And I posted a good majority of them on my Telegram page right before the show. But uh, I want to give a big shout-out to the Gateway Pundit, and I want to give a big shout-out to, uh, to Z-Maps, Z-E-E Maps, because they work together to actually build a, uh, a map where they have little pinpoints all around the map where all these food uh, manufacturing companies have been destroyed, demolished, or burned, or whatever. And I'm going to actually show that to you, but let's get into this story real quick. Um, an interactive map which details the destruction of the numerous United States food manufacturing plants, grocery stores, etc., uh, compares the United States' incidents to global trends. Earlier this month, there was an article that we talked that, that, that laid out all of, of what was going on, and then we did some digging, and we found a list of 97 of these food manufacturing plants that were either destroyed or damaged or impacted by fires, disease, or whatever, ever since Joey Applesauce has illegally occupied the White House of these beautiful United States of America. Now, I'm not going to go through the list again, but since then, there have been two more added to that, and one of those that we're adding to that list is the 10,000 head of cattle that we showed the other, way, other day that just all of a sudden reportedly dropped dead in Kansas because of the heat wave. Now, I'll admit, it is hot out there. It is hot in some places of this, uh, in some portions of the country, but ranchers don't allow this to happen. And all those cows just don't die like that. There's something weird going on. And again, I may be talking a little bit too quick, but I'd like to see an autopsy of every one of those, uh, every one of those cows. Anyway, with the ongoing problem with our food supply, a, a concerned citizen created an interactive map with Z Maps that will let you click on or hover over an icon and will provide all the details of what happened on that location or at that location, I should say, including a link to whatever article was done on that. So I'm going to pull up right now, and I'd like to give a big shout-out to Jim and Joe Hoft of the Gateway Pundit and the people working with Z Maps to make this happen. If you go to Gateway Pundit, you can actually link over to it. Um, and, you can, and, and you can see here all – I mean, this is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. And each one of these are color-coded. And the reason that they're color-coded is because the color code tells you exactly what happened. Did it, burn, did it happen by fire? Was it disease? Was it a collapse of the building? Whatever it was. And they tell you the time frame and when it happened, the reason, and then the proof, which, the attached, which is the attached to the pin on the map that has the name, location, date, reason, and link to each article, video, or news story. 
But ladies and gentlemen, it still doesn't explain why this is happening. Now, if you go and do this, let me give you the color codes here. Black stands for the plant. Brown stands for grain or silos. Fuchsia stands uh, for a company that produces food, gas, electric, water that was hacked. Green means farms and animals. Purple means food pantry. Red means grocery store. And white means destroyed, euthanized, or banned. Any food that is destroyed and or banned or when animals are euthanized due to disease. And again, you can go to the Gateway Pundit yourself, and you can link over to the Z-Maps if you can see this right here, and you can do this for yourself. I suggest each and every one of you do that. It's very, very important for us to stay on top of this because when Joey Applesauce, this administration, and everybody that's involved in him stealing the election, when this all, uh, when we get to our own committees and we, when we take back everything, which we will, which we will, then this, you can add this to the list of stuff to be impeached about. And maybe we can uh, finally get to the bottom of why it's happening all of a sudden and why it's only happened since Joe Biden has been occupying the White House. It wasn't happening before that. Not like this. Not like this. You might have heard something here and there. You might have heard of some, you know, some random stories of a food plan or a Tyson chicken plan or something happening, but not like this. 99 of them in, under, in, in 24 months, it doesn't happen like that. Now... The left is actually, speaking of Biden stealing elections and, uh, and what the left is up to, we have to be very, very vigilant and we have to be very careful of what's going on here because while, they, while we fight election fraud state by state by state and try to get ahead of what the Democrats might do, you have to understand what are they doing behind closed doors? What is going on in secret that we don't know about? And more importantly, why aren't big-named Republicans doing everything they can in order to get this information that we are seeking? Because the Biden administration and the left that puppets him and Kamala Harris, they're hiding this plan to rig the 2022 midterm elections. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about federalizing the elections. The White House is refusing to share details about its coordinated efforts to engage in a federal takeover of, uh, of the election administration. Biden really does not want the public to know about his federal takeover of election administration plans. Dozens of members of Congress have repeatedly asked for details to no avail. Uh, Good government groups, members of media, and private citizens have filed requests, including uh, Tom Fitton over at Judicial Watch, under FOIA requests. Not a single one of them has been responded to. All, see, they, 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 they ignore Supreme Court rulings. They ignore the law. They just ignore everything. And why, wouldn't you, why would you expect otherwise? Why should you expect otherwise when they stole a massive federal election a, 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 uh, and, and basically organized a coup to get rid of a duly elected president? All signs indicate to a concerted effort to keep the public in the dark until at least close to the midterms. The lack of transparency and responsiveness is so bad that the Department of Justice and some of its agencies have been reportedly sued for the information, and including uh, Judicial Watch, they had to sue the DOJ. When resident Biden ordered 600 federal, federal agencies to expand citizens' opportunities to register to vote and to obtain information about and participate in the electoral process on March, 20, or March 7th of 2021, 
Republican politicians, constitutional scholars, and election integrity specialists began to worry about what was up his sleeve. And I can tell you this, folks, it's all going back to them somehow being able to federalize the elections. And I call on all Republican senators and congressmen and women to get ahead of this right now. Make sure this, this information gets out. Do not let the White House continue to hide this information. Stop just worrying about the mail-in ballots. We're already on top of that. Stop just worrying about the, the ballot trafficking. We're on top of that as well. Find out what they're going to do to federalize the elections. That is what we need to make sure they do not do. And they're going to do it right at... So we don't even have any time left to respond. Proactive, not reactive. We'll be right back right after this. They're going to do it, folks. They're going to try to federalize the elections because they know they cannot steal the election the same way they did before. Let me give some shout outs here, not only to those who uh, sent Rumble rants in today, but those who also donate on JeremyHerald.com. Mary Vermati, Susan Lazi, Angela Grootsmaker, Jacqueline Graves, Deanna Kitchen, John and Sandy Moore. Marianne Wig, uh, Wigshin, Liz Bowman, Carol Baker, Michael Weed, Robert Alexander. He sent some for Dorothy, actually. Kristen Pankhurst, Jennifer Welch, Peggy Delaney, Chris Uselton, Ellen Sanford, and Lisa Smith. Thank you so very much for your kindness in a, in a world where you don't even know if you're going to be, be able to have food tomorrow. Thank you for your kindness in donating to the, uh, to the efforts here on Life from America. We really appreciate it. And none of this goes unnoticed at all. I pray every single day for every one of you who go and find something to send to Life from America. And folks, by the way, if we continue on the Slurp Fund uh, trend that we're on, we are going to literally reach about $60,000 this year of help for people. And that, to me, is better than anything that I could ever hear. What, what great news and what a blessing by God. Really is. So let's keep up those, those efforts and let's continue to help people because that's the most important thing we can do as Christians. Amen? And again, thank you for the rumble rants. We definitely want to keep Eli on the payroll and continue the slurp fund. So we appreciate it. Okay, here we go. And welcome back, folks, here on Live from America. I, I really do appreciate all of you who donate to the show. Uh, this is a completely viewer-funded show. We do have some partnerships, and we have a couple small sponsors. But, uh, but definitely about 90% of our funds come from our viewers. And, and, and going to JeremyHerald.com is, is, is probably the best way to do it. And I want to just thank you so very much. I was talking to the, uh, to the audience during the commercial break, and uh, we're on track to, to raise $60,000 to help regular Americans through this tough time, uh, whether it be to pay bills, get dentures, or whatever. And it's been an honor to be a part of that. So thank you all very much. Um, I want to talk about a new poll that was done by the University of New Hampshire, my granite state of New Hampshire. I could not believe this when I saw it. Now, not that I want Ron DeSantis to run for president in 2024. I love Ron DeSantis, and I think he will be the future president of the United States. But it is kind of funny the way that public opinion starts pushing things and then people start talking about it. And I thought this was worth talking about because it shocked me. 
It really shocked me. A new poll from the University of New Hampshire shows Ron DeSantis actually ahead of Donald Trump in a possible GOP matchup for president in 2024. I could not believe that. The latest poll released Wednesday by the University of New Hampshire suggested DeSantis would narrowly beat Donald Trump in New Hampshire, currently the second state in the United States to hold a presidential ballot. We used to be uh, the first until uh, somebody wanted to jump the gun and get ahead of us. But not that, it, not that it's going to happen, and I don't think that DeSantis and Trump would, uh, would, would destroy the party like that. I, I think that's a cohesive effort to go after the Democrats and what they did. But it is, uh, it is kind of uh, interesting, isn't it? Because just a month ago, it didn't matter where you look, Trump destroyed everybody. But it, is, it, it does show you that Ron DeSantis will be president someday. Now, I don't, I don't think he's running. I, I'm pretty sure he's not. Uh, but you never know. You never know. Long story short, what we should be praising is this. We shouldn't be fighting amongst ourselves over who's better and who's not. What we should be praising is that God has given us so much great talent, so much great talent uh, in our Republican Party that uh, we're only deemed, we're only heading for greatness. We're heading for greatness now. Before we go, I have to, uh, I have to play a great a little gem that our producer, Elisha, put together. Now, if you've not seen it, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene dropped the mic on a British reporter uh, <laughs> yesterday, and it was really, really incredible. So our, our producer, uh, Elisha, decided he was going to put something together for us that was quite great. Uh, check it out. Here we go. And it's our job to defend the Second Amendment. Yeah. Well, I understand that we don't have guns in the UK. That is true. But we don't have mass shootings either. Children aren't scared to go to you school. You have mass stabbings, lady. You have all kinds of murder. Nothing and you've like got laws same, against nothing that. Nothing like the same rates. Well, here. you can go back to your country and, and worry about your no guns. Oh, Well, then you can go back to your own country and worry about your no guns, says Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know what? That's why I love her. That's why she's been such a lifelong friend. Go Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, if you don't like it, then you can go back to your country and you can enjoy your country of no guns. We are America, lady, and we're not giving them up so easily. God bless Marjorie Taylor Greene. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, remember there are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please go to JeremyHerald.com. Help out in any way you can. Sign up for the newsletter. And if you need a Bible, let us know. We'll get you one as soon as possible. Make sure you keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. And keep spreading that gospel. See you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Peace. That will